Welcome to another episode of the DreamInCode.net podcast, where we interview industry experts, developers, and geeks about the latest programming trends and Dreaming Code happenings. Here's your host, Dan Delamarski. All right, so welcome everyone. This is the second episode of Dreamy Code Podcast, and today I'm talking to our webmaster and basically the founder of Dreamy Code, Chris Kenworthy. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, all right, so I'm just gonna start and ask you, when did you start Dreamy Code? Sure. So uh, February 28th of uh, 2001 is when the domain name was actually registered. And when I started work on it for the first time, so about uh, a little over nine and a half years ago. Nice. So you were in high school at the time you started, right? Yeah, I was a I was a senior in high school. Um, so I was uh, I was about halfway through my senior year, and uh, I was I was working as a web developer at the time. So I was doing a lot of code and things like that. So um, yeah. Oh, so was it was it actually hard to get started when? Uh... The school was still active, and you still had to do like a lot of school work and like maintain the community, promote it. Yeah, so so when we first started, um, you know, I ended up spending a lot of time working on Dreaming Code instead of my homework, and uh, I, I actually noticed that last year of high school, my grades actually dropped a little bit because I was spending so much time working on the site and, and stuff, and uh, so. Yeah, it, uh, it consumed a lot of my time. Um, I usually worked on it in the evenings from. I don't know, probably seven, six to seven o'clock at night until one or two in the morning. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, uh, I didn't catch the initial team that was uh, that started Dreaming Code. So basically, who were the guys that uh, got this thing started? Like the moderators, the admins, maybe from the very beginning. Yeah. So um, when uh, when we first started out, it was really just me. Uh, you know, I, I had had the actual dream in code and, uh, uh, you know, and I came home and I registered that domain name and then we started off, uh, you know, with some forum software and, and just a basic homepage. Um, you know, some of our first moderators that we had were, uh, uh, a guy named, uh, Paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I want to say that the next one we had was, a. uh, was Leppy or Leprechaun, uh-huh. uh, and then a guy named Quick, and uh, and then I think like Super Sloth came on after that, and some of the guys from high school. Uh, Super Sloth I went to high school with, and that's uh, that's how he became a moderator uh, back in two thousand and one time frame. Uh, so oh, most of them like okay, not Super Sloth, but they're not active anymore, are they? Yeah, there, there's a couple of the guys that stop by every now and then, but you know, a lot of the moderators and the, the original admins, um, they were web developers, and they either they didn't follow that that career path, or uh, you know, they just got to a point in their life where they didn't really have time for it. Um, you know, it's it can be easy to get burnt out and uh, and to uh, you know, kind of get worn out with with doing moderation on the site and stuff, dealing with with members and. Uh, the, all the spam and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, speaking about spam, uh, comparing the times like when you just started and right now, like, uh, is the amount of spam you get in the forums now comparable to the one you got 
a few years ago? You know, um, I, I want to say that, that in the kind of the early days, we actually got a lot more. Uh, and I think that's because the technology has improved so much within the forum software that we actually block a lot of it. Um, back in, uh, in 2001, I'm actually pulling up the stats right now. Uh, actually as I can only go back as far as 2002, but, uh, so back in 2002, you know, we were only getting maybe, let's see here. Um, uh, it's, I can't even pull the data up that far back, but, uh, I, I want to say it was only like maybe 50 or a hundred posts a day. It wasn't very much at all. Oh. And, you know, on, on a, on a day like today, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll do 13 or 1400 posts. And of those, maybe, uh, five or six will be spam, but most of them get blocked. Yeah. That, that's, that's quite impressive compared. All right. So, um. Uh... Brimico changed a lot during the past years. So, uh, which of the updates, like if you look at the about page and uh, Brimico team blog, there was the last uh, snapshot. I believe it was 4.0 uh, Brimico. So, it changed a lot. So, what of the up- updates, upgrades, do you think was the most important that was ever done? Like influenced Dick the most? Like I don't know. Sure. So um, probably back in 2004 time frame, uh, this is when we were still on the old, that, that last design that I posted here recently in the blog. Um, we, we started advertising on the site. So the site actually started earning a very, very little amount of money. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I did was I took that money and I reinvested it back into the site in, in the form of advertising. So... Uh, so it was around then that things really started to take off. Um, you know, we started to get, uh, you know, a uh, hundred registrations a day compared to just 15 or 20. And, uh, and then it really started to, to grow faster and faster as we started to get indexed in Google and, and things like that. So, um, so probably 2004, 2005 timeframe is really when it, it really started to, to take off. All right. So you mentioned the indexing in Google, uh, how hard was it to, actually promote it like if I do right now if I do a quick search on Google for uh, it's programming help yeah uh, if I do programming help it comes out first like how hard was it to get it out there because there are tons of people looking for programming help and that's should drive quite a few quite a few people there yeah, so, um, you know, pr- the programming help uh, keyword, uh, surprisingly, actually doesn't get very much traffic at all. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are looking for help with programming, mm-hmm. but there's actually very few people that are looking for the word programming help. So um, for us to rank for programming help is actually fairly easy. Uh, you know, we, we just have a couple blogs that have linked to us in the past using that keyword, and, and it was able to get us to the number one spot. But... Um, you know, over the years, uh, that's really what the site has become known for. So people have linked back to us, and the titles of our web pages match accordingly. So, um, you know, it's some of the more competitive words like C plus plus forum, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're we're in the top five for for that, and C sharp forums, and VB.net forum, and and Java forums. So um, so that's where a lot of our traffic comes from. Yeah, well, I just searched for C-Sharp forum and Dremico comes fourth. So, yeah, that's pretty nice. And uh, 
why uh, Dreaming Code is basically the whole foundation of Dreaming Code is laid around PHP. Like, why did you choose PHP when there was, I don't know, uh, the, I'm not saying that PHP is bad, I'm just like, uh, why PHP when there were ASP, and then 2001, I believe there was ASP.net already, so, yeah, uh, why PHP? Yeah, yeah so um, we actually started uh, using a platform called IconBoard, and IconBoard was actually Perl-based, so uh, the first about, I want to say like six or eight months of Dreaming Code, we actually were 100% Perl. Uh, all the extensions to the pages were .cgi. And uh, we used server-side includes or SSI mm-hmm. to, to do all of our templates and stuff. It really wasn't until IconBoard got bought out by uh, Envision Power Services that, uh, that we migrated to a PHP platform. And and really, the reason that we ended up on PHP is because the software we were using migrated to it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a choice that I made. However, at the time, I was programming in both ASP and PHP, and uh, PHP just seemed kind of the, the route to go with. Um, there were a lot more scripts available at the time, and, uh, and with our forum software headed that way, it's just kind of what we stuck with. Oh, all right. So... Uh... How did uh, Dreamy Code influence you as a developer? So, you know, over the years, it's actually been kind of interesting. Um, I, I don't develop much anymore. Uh, I, I've actually taken more of a business and a marketing role in the site, and uh, and we hire a lot of our development out. But um, uh, when I first started the site, like I said, I was working as a web developer, and I uh, so I was coding some PHP, some HTML, and and then I got a job doing uh, Cold Fusion uh, mm-hmm. with the government, and so that that was really when I did a lot of my programming work. Um, Dreaming Codes helped me along as a programmer because uh, I've learned a lot through the forums, just like most people have, mm-hmm. and I've gotten questions answered. But uh, but in terms of where I am today, um, I actually don't do a lot of development work <laughs> anymore. Well, so what uh, there are lots of uh development communities out there there's i just don't name them there are lots of them so what do you think is the uh advantage of uh drummy code compared to all those communities sure, so yeah so so dreaming code is just that it's a community it's not just a forum uh you know we have we have friendships and relationships and strong bonds that we create within our community you know some people have uh uh, met each other on the forums and then met in real life and, and form kind of lifelong friendships. Um, the other thing is that we're, we're really geared towards students and students are, uh, you know, really our core audience. And I think we've done a really good job supporting students and helping them get through their classes and grow into, you know, entry level developers and, and then beyond. Um, so it's been really neat to watch our members grow up and uh, go from being in high school to going through college and then getting that first big job. And I think that's really what Dreaming Code's been about is really growing developers from the time that they're in high school or, or even before that and, uh, and seeing them all the way through to, to college and into their first job and, and developing careers. Yeah, well, that's what I, I'll remember Dreaming Code for joining it my junior year in high school. Yeah. So, um, all right, uh, what about, you talked about students. So this year we got a uh, Microsoft Student Insider. So 
how did you manage to do that and what the community benefits did the 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 student insider bring? Sure. So so you're talking about Swift Striker. Yeah. Uh, his yeah, name, yeah. His name, Ryan. And so um you know, we have relationships that we've developed over time with advertisers, and Microsoft happens to be one of those advertisers. So uh, through those relationships and through those contacts, um, we can reach back into those companies and and usually form other relationships. And, and that's what we did with Microsoft was we reached out to them and said, you know, hey, do you have any opportunities for students? And, uh, you know, we, we have people that are really ambitious and they're go-getters and they're experts in their fields. And we'd love to give them extra opportunities and ways to enrich themselves as well as bring, you know, new content to Dream and Code and, and help, mm. uh, you know, uh, create awareness and visibility around whatever company they're, they're representing. So when we brought that to Microsoft, they said, you know, hey, we have just the program for you. It's called Microsoft Student Insiders. And they asked for a few nominees, and Ryan or So Striker was one of the people that we sent. And uh, so Ryan actually was flown out the next week uh, mm-hmm. out to the Redmond uh, campus, out mm-hmm. to Microsoft. Uh, and he received a ton of Microsoft swag. I want to say he got like a, a, a Zune HD and a netbook and some T-shirts and mugs and, um, you know, lanyards and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So, and you know, they paid for his hotel and they paid for his flight. And it's a great thing for him because, you know, it's something he can put on a resume now. So it's it's uh, something that, you know, if, if you become an active part of Dream and Code, um, you know, we really try to find opportunities for you and, and ways to, to benefit your school career as well as your future, you know, your work career. So Yeah, that's a great way to, like... Uh boost the community involvement for various members. So, uh, a bit of a generic question, but we got this uh, section on Drooming Code many people don't really, uh, okay, some people don't really understand is the launch. Uh, tell us about the launch and its maybe importance on Drooming Code. Sure. So, so the Caffeine Lounge, um, you'll notice that the, the forum ID on the Caffeine Lounge is actually number one. Um, up, in the, up in the URL, and that's because it's it's the first forum that we ever created, and um, it's taken on many personalities over the years. But I think the the general uh, feeling and the kind of the, the atmosphere in the lounge has always been about the same, and uh, it's usually dominated or dominated by you know the regulars. Um, mm. It's a place where. You know, I'd love to see new members participate more, but it can be a little bit intimidating. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, it's the kind of place that, uh, you know, people joke around and they have a good time and there's a lot of sarcasm and there's a lot of humor and witty remarks and stuff. And, and occasionally, you know, there's some some uh, uh, little fights that erupt and things like that. But I think overall, the lounge is really just our place to go and relax and have a good time and you know, I'd love to see more people participate in that area of the site. Um, they shouldn't be as, as afraid. You know, most people are just, they're being sarcastic and they're having a good time. So there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So do you think it kind of like helps build the community spirit or something? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the uh, having an off-topic area like that is, is what sets us apart from some of the other Q&A sites that are out there. And, uh, uh, you know, that's where you can go and you can you can relax and you can have a good time and you know, swap funny stories and 
tell jokes and and you know post about personal things. You know, we've we've had topics over the years that are uh, you know talk about marriages and engagements and people's first kids and and then plenty of you know off-topic witty banter that's uh, um, you know has nothing to do with personal or family or anything. It's just fun and, and good spirited. Yeah, so just people like get to know each other better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually one of the features that are about Drummy Code. Like, I didn't see much in other communities. Like, people actually, like, for some reason, like, if you are active for a while, you get the feeling, like, you you know those people for quite a while, even if you don't. It's kind of like this family thing, or I don't know. I don't know how to call it, so. Um. It's it's the community, and that's, yeah, that's what Drummy Code's really all about. Yeah, this community spirit. So, uh, the last update on Domi code uh you brought us a lot of features there's reputations there's an updated block system uh we got the share button we got uh optimized performance uh, a new editor and all this stuff so what are some features that you still would like to see on dreaming code like in a future like in future releases or something Sure. So um, some things that are actually in the pipeline right now, uh, you know, a lot of the features are dictated by our forum software. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can influence those and, and go to the developer and say, you know, hey, we'd like to see this. But but really, it's up to them and the, the core features that come down the road. So so some things to look out for here in the next release would be um, tighter social integration uh, with Twitter and Facebook streams. So um, you're going to see rather than getting like just PM notifications of private messages, you're actually going to see more uh, like social notifications. Like DMs on Twitter or? um, No, even more so than that. So like uh, if if a friend of yours starts a topic in a certain area, um, you know, you'll get a notification that they just, one of your friends started a new topic. Or if a thread that you subscribed to got replied to, got a reply, then rather than getting an email, you'll actually get a little notification pop up on the forum that said, you know, hey, a thread that you're participating in just got replied to. So, you know, they're similar to the notifications on Facebook that pop up and say, you know, hey, somebody, somebody just commented on your mm-hmm. wall. So, so that's one thing that's coming down the pipeline. Um, some other things that are, uh, are going to be coming soon are the ability to uh, mark topics as solved, which has been a long time requested feature. Uh, we're still working on the interface for that and uh, figuring out how exactly to, to implement it the best way possible. And, uh, you know, we're looking at improving the search functionality within the snippets and moving that to a different search engine, mm-hmm. uh, it, as well as adding uh, tagging to topics, tutorials, and, uh, and things like that to improve uh, how you find things and uh, navigate between uh, threads and, and different topics. So, so those are just a couple of the things, and I think they're really common sense things. Uh, you know, enough sites are out there now that are using those sort of features that um, it's really time that we caught up and and uh, and imp- implement mm. something similar. Okay, so um, speaking about uh, the content that is submitted to Rumi Code. Uh, we get a lot of uh, tutorial submissions, snippets that are coming out in large quantities. And tell us about, like, some people are getting really confused about the whole approval process. And every once in a while, we can, like, if we get to the support forum or uh, site questions, there are some people asking, like, hey, where's my snippet? Or, hey, where's my tutorial? So uh, could you tell us more about the 
uh, approval process and how we kind of like see, okay, this is suitable for Dreaming Code and okay, this is not really what we want to see here. Yeah, definitely. So the, the way that that process works is, uh, you know, a user submits a snippet and then it goes into a queue. Um, same thing for tutorials. So that queue is monitored by all the administrators and the moderators. And currently, uh, I think there's probably 15 tutorials and close to 100 snippets that are in that queue. And um, the so it takes, you know, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of volume that we're working with. It's not just one or two snippets. So once a snippet comes in, a moderator, if it's within their field of expertise, will take a look at it. Uh, make sure that it's within the guidelines. You know, is it is it a useful snippet? Is it reusable? Is it something that follows standards? Does it compile? And that that's really what takes, I think, a lot of the time is that, uh, you know, our, our moderators and our admins actually take the time to compile every single snippet so that we're only putting out quality snippets that, that are, are going to work. And then the other thing we have to do is check to make sure that they're not stolen or copied. And uh, and that takes a little bit of time as well because we have to run it through a search engine that goes out and checks other sites to see if uh, if it's been you know copied out of a book or, or something like that. So uh, you know it can take a little bit of time and and for some of the more obscure languages that we don't maybe have a moderator for or we somebody doesn't have a development environment set up for they can't test those those snippets. So um, you know it takes a little bit longer for some of the more obscure languages. Yeah, so basically just a note to the people who are submitting snippets and tutorials that it might take uh it might take a, uh up to an hour or it might take up to a week, probably maximum a week to get something approved. So yeah. Um now tell us about the blog system. We get quite a lot of blogs and right now if I go to Dreaming Code and let me just open the page. Um into the blog section. There's a lot of new ones. There's a lot yeah. of people that are, are starting new blogs, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are a bunch of new ones, and it says that we have 1,174 registered blogs. So uh, tell us about the importance of blogs on Dreaming Code and, um, yeah, the importance of them. Sure. So, so I'm really excited to see more people using the blog system, and it's something that we're going to be using more and more, and have already started to use. Um, you know, we have our new team blog, uh, and then we've got uh, an articles blog that we're working on, kind of in the background right now, and a okay. couple other, uh, uh, you know, sort of group blogs like that. So, the blogging system is really neat because it's it's a little quieter area of the site, um, mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily get the uh, um, you know, some of the off-color comments or, you know, drive-by comments that, that you get in the forums. And it's a, it's a place that you can be a little more serious and take a little more time and put a little more thought into your, into your writing. So if you want to create a blog, uh, you know, it's going to be linked from your profile and you can throw a link in your signature. And you can even create group blogs where multiple people can edit them. So if you have a project or something like that, you could uh, you could create a blog around that, um, but I, I think one of the important things to notice about our blogging system is that we have featured bloggers, mm -hmm. and I hear a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I become a featured blogger? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's kind of through a nomination process as well as um, you know you just uh, 
you have to be writing good quality content. So if you're consistently blogging about a certain subject or you're writing tutorials or article type uh, blog entries um, or you're, you're writing about industry news, uh, you know, certain trends within the programming industry or, or diff what different companies are doing, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you bring it to our attention, you know, PM a moderator or an admin and say, you know, hey, have you seen my blog? Um, then it's something that we'll look at. Uh, a lot of times somebody will tell me, you know, hey, have you seen so-and-so's blog? And then we'll, we'll go feature it. And those featured entries, they get they get featured on the homepage. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you know, it's really easy to do. It's already set up. You just access it from your, your member profile and you can start your own blog. So, um, yeah, I, I look forward to that area becoming more and more active over the next uh, year here. Yeah. Uh, can a user have more than one blog? Yeah, you can have up to five. So you could have your personal blog, you could have a project-related blog or a blog that only has tutorials or articles that you're writing. Um, you could have you know, uh, blogs on different languages, however you want to do it, but you can have up to five. All right. So um, now Drawing Code is a, let's call it like multicultural, a multicultural community. Well, uh, everyone talks English, but... Uh, people are coming from a wide variety of countries, and we can see that by members' flags. I that's the most obvious indicator, I think. And yeah. uh, what uh, what are the main uh, let's call them uh, user providers or something? What are the countries that are providing the most users for Dreaming Code? Sure. So um, so let's uh, let's take a look at uh, just the last uh, last month here. And, and see what, uh, what countries are represented the most. Um, what we're, uh, what we're gonna, what we're gonna see here is, uh, mainly, let's see, uh, let me pull up the table here. So the United States, uh, represents about 30% of our traffic mm -hmm. and, uh, and then India represents about 15% of our traffic. Uh, the United Kingdom represents about 7%. Canada represents about 5%, and the Philippines represent about 4%. And then we have countries like Germany, Australia, Malaysia, the Netherlands, Italy, France, Poland, Brazil, Sweden, Turkey, Pakistan, Spain, Romania, Indonesia, Vietnam, um, that kind of round out the, the bottom 1%. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I, I, uh, I want to say that over 230 countries are represented on Dream and Code. Yeah, so there's like basically members like all around the world coming to Remy Code. This, this is great. All right. All right. So um, a little while ago, we started with the media thing. So let's talk about the media on Dreaming Code. Uh, so do you like video or text tutorials personally? Like if someone would say, hey, you should learn a technology or a language and they have like you got to choose between a video tutorial or a text tutorial, what do you personally like more? So uh, for me, a video tutorial is the way to go, right? Um, you know, you can sit down, you can kind of play it in the background and go through the program as the video tutorial goes and you can back up and play it over again. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little too fast or sometimes it's tough to follow or see the screen. And, you know, we're going to work really hard on our uh, video channel to make sure that we're providing high definition quality videos so that you can see screencasts and uh, and make sure that you can actually 
understand what the person's talking about and see their screen. Um, you know, something that I'd really love to see, and it's not really anything that I've talked about much, but I would be uh, really excited if some of our members went out to our existing tutorials, mm -hmm. some of the tutorials that are already out in our tutorial area, mm -hmm. and they created screencasts, their own screencasts that match those tutorials that then we could put in those tutorials and, and give them credit for. So um, even if it's a tutorial that you didn't write, if you could go back and, and create a, t a video tutorial for it and we can nestle that kind of within the, the existing tutorial, and that way mm -hmm. those that want to read it can read it and those that want to follow the video tutorial can watch the video tutorial. And, uh, and that way we, we have kind of a complement of video and text-based tutorials. I think that'd be a great idea and I'd love to see people help out with that. Yeah, so I didn't even think about that, but that's that's an interesting, that's a neat idea. So, um, what are the possibilities for uh, Dreaming Code members? Uh, so, suppose there are members who want to submit video tutorials. Like, what is the process? What should they do to submit their tutorials to Dreaming Code? Sure. So, if you go to the Dreaming Code team blog, there's actually a brand new post uh, this week on how to submit your own webcast or video tutorial. Um, uh, uh, Skaggles, uh, who he, he's the one that did the, the interview last week with you, Andre, mm -hmm. uh, he actually did a great video tutorial on how to submit your own video to Vimeo, which is the service we're using. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it explains how to submit that video and get it in that dream and code group. And just like tutorials, we moderate all of those. So once you submit it, it's something that, uh, that, you know, we'll go in and approve. But if you can read that, uh, that blog post, um, and watch the video. Uh, it makes it pretty clear on how to record your own screencast and then put it in that group. Yeah, and just to note that uh, people, you do not get uh, kudos for now for video tutorials, but you get your video featured on the homepage if it gets approved. So that's that's a lot. Now, yeah, and it's in and kudos are actually something that we we're looking at doing for video tutorials and uh, and they would be more than a normal tutorial would be worth because of the effort uh, that would go into that. But um, uh, we're looking at how to best to implement that and how to track it. So it's it's something that we will probably retroactively do too for those people that go in and submit uh, video tutorials. Now they don't have to worry about not earning kudos later. Oh, so uh, can we just do it manually for now? Or I don't know, like maybe will, will the like uh, kudo editing work or? No, it, it, unfortunately it won't because they get recalculated every hour. So any any manual edits that we do currently, uh, they get overwritten. So um, uh, we'll, we'll work on a system that we can actually manually input them. Oh, that's great. All right, so um, every... So basically, every submitted video that is getting approved in the Dreaming Code group is going to appear on the homepage, right? Yeah, so there's a widget on the homepage now. Um, it, it takes uh, it takes anywhere between 6 and 12 hours for it to update between the two systems. Um, I'm working with the uh, the video provider now to try to, to expedite that so that they show up almost instantaneously. But... Um, for now, that's where they'll show up. And then we're going to work on a video section of the website that will actually showcase uh, videos. But what, like I said earlier, what I'd love to see is existing tutorials. Um, what, what users can do now, if they want to earn kudos for their videos, mm -hmm. is to submit, submit their video to Vimeo and then create a new tutorial topic 
mm-hmm. and then embed the video within that tutorial topic in the tutorial section under the proper language. They'll earn kudos for it. It'll go up on the website, and then they'll also have the video up on Vimeo. So they'll get a little more exposure, and they'll still be able to earn their kudos for it. Yeah, so there's the the media tag, right, that can be used, and the user can just put the URL for the Vimeo video between the media tags, and it's going to appear in a topic. Exactly, yeah. It's going to auto-parse it and, and embed that Vimeo player right within the web page. Right, so uh, do you think that eventually we'll need uh, to encourage members to submit videos and maybe add uh, like like we have right now we have the contributor and author badges maybe we should have like a director badge or something yeah I like that idea um, that's definitely something we can look at uh, I think that if if the videos start to take off it's it's definitely something that we'll uh, we'll look at adding because I think people enjoy creating the videos and uh, you know, and really, they're pretty easy to do. So it's uh, it'd be something fun. I'd love to see that. Yeah. So uh, now talking about uh, a little bit off topic from the media stuff, uh, Dreaming Code has this new feature called uh, Report. So people can now actually uh, just one click away, and they can report a topic or an inappropriate post. So uh, we encourage people to use this feature instead of uh, the report and report post and topic. Forum. So, do you think that uh, it is actually better to use the report feature than post a topic like, hey guys, I just found this duplicate topic or this guy is just not doing the right stuff? Yeah, so the uh, the report a post forum we created, um, uh, I want to say almost a year ago, and we'll actually be phasing it out fairly soon. Um, the, the report button that you're talking about is available on each post. Mm-hmm. And then it's also available within a member's profile. So you can report a post or you can report a member. So uh, what happens uh, when you click that button is it alerts all of the moderators mm-hmm. and it goes into a private area where we can actually discuss it and figure out what action we need to take. So if you want to report something anonymously, uh, not necessarily anonymously to us, but so that you know, if you if you have a complaint about another member or something like that, mm-hmm. you can report that person, and it's not going to show up in that report a post forum where you know everybody would get to see it. So so you, you there's a little more privacy. Um, you can add some more information and detail to your report so that that we understand the background a little bit better, and can take care of it. So but that's definitely the way to go is using that report button from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, with a new. Uh, um, update to the system there is also a uh, new pm system like uh, tell us about the new features in the new pm system like uh i want to mention the group conversations but yeah just tell us about it yeah so that's i think that's probably the coolest new feature is uh you know when you pm someone you used to be able to only pm one person at a time and now a private message actually acts more like a a forum thread where more than one person can actually be involved so when you PM someone, you, you send it to one person and then you invite other people to participate. So, um, you know, for instance, uh, if we want to have a, uh, private conversation with a couple of the moderators and another member, uh, we'll, we can invite the moderators as well as that member into the conversation and then we can all have a private chat about it. So that's great if you're, if you've got like a, a homework assignment or something and you're, uh, um, you know, somebody needs to PM you about it. 
mm-hmm. uh, you can involve more than one person. You know, if, if you need to bring in a couple people to help with that project or something like that, you can do it. So, uh, so that's a really neat feature. And then um, the other cool feature with PMs is the new notifications that pop up at the top of the screen. And like I said, those will be enhanced in this next version even further. So uh, those are two things that I really like best about that. Yeah, so you mentioned homework, so I'm just going to mention that people, we are not a community that does a homework <laughs> without you showing the effort. Yeah, because we get quite a lot of those topics. So yeah, if you have a PM, you can PM someone about a homework question or something, but uh, it's not on the forums and without an effort, you're just not going to get it. So uh, let's talk about the reputation system. Uh, basically, it came instead of the existing thanks system, right? Yeah. So uh, people are uh, getting reputation for good posts and get it, are getting downvoted for whatever negative posts uh, they think. Or yeah, tell us about the basically the community aspect of the reputation system. So the reputation system, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because you know we had the thanks system and we saw how people used it, and we wanted to to evolve that so that um, people that are giving bad information um, kind of their posts were devalued. Or, um, you know, if, if it's somebody that's just habitually giving wrong or incorrect info, that uh, that not only could you reward people that gave good info, but you could say, hey, you know, this person is really not helping much. They're not giving good information. So, so the reputation system accomplished that, but it was, it was interesting when we deployed it because we didn't know how people were going to react to that or how people were going to use it. And it's still something that we're learning and, and kind of getting a feel for. Um, you know, we've had members that have abused it a little bit and, uh, we, we have people that, um, they don't always upvote or downvote things, uh, appropriately. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, really everybody, uh, is doing a good job with it and it's being used the way it was intended and uh, and it's having a great effect. Um, you can see, you know, at a glance, you know, hey, this answer is wrong or mm-hmm. this person isn't very helpful or, or they don't follow the rules and things like that. So it's uh, one thing that I, I do want to say about the reputation system is I would like to see more people giving up votes um, in threads that they're not participating in. So if you jump into a you know, a thread and you see somebody's mm-hmm. really helping out They're They're going that extra mile. Mm-hmm. A lot of our new, our, a lot of our new members, they don't know about the reputation system. So they don't always know to give that person an upvote. So, you know, give them a pat on the back, you know, give them an upvote and, and say, Hey, you know, I, I, I saw you kind of, you're going the extra, the extra mile to help this person. And, and I noticed and, and then hopefully the, you know, our, our new members will get used to that and, and it'll become more uh, commonplace. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a great system so far. And I, I think with some tweaks and a little adjustment here and there, it'll, it'll be something that we'll keep for a long time. Yeah, that's some cool stuff. And don't you think that maybe people sometimes are taking the, uh, reputation system too personal? Like, oh my gosh, he just downvoted my post. Like how bad it is. And they started like a thread about it or something like, Hey, he just downvoted a post or something. Like, don't you think that it's kind of like subjective? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe a post that I consider bad, someone's going to say, hey, that's just a genius post. Or uh, I'm just going to come in a thread and say, oh, this is a neat answer. And someone's going to say, I didn't help me much. So basically, do you think that there is like uh, people can download whatever they want and 
they can upvote whatever they want without any like what's the limit between uh maybe personal opinion and uh abuse of the system yeah it's 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 a tough uh it's a tough thing right it's 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 not a clear cut line because it is a very subjective system to use um so uh to to address the people taking it personally um i think that's a really great opportunity if somebody downvotes you um you know, I don't think you should be afraid to PM that user, and I don't think people that downvote people should be afraid to respond to those PMs. You know, if, if I get downvoted for something, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to know why, and and I think those are going to be great learning opportunities. Uh, that's really what those should turn into, is if, if somebody downvotes me because I answered a question, and I'd like to know why, uh, you know, why was it wrong? How can I improve? How can I do better? Um and uh, and that's really what that should be an opportunity for. Um, and for for the subjective side of things, you know, upvoting should really be any time that somebody really goes the extra mile. Right. They they answered something correctly. Uh, they took the time to help. Um, they uh, they didn't just say Google it or mm-hmm. uh, they didn't just paste the rules tag or something like that. Uh, and a down vote is is when somebody is you know blatantly breaking the rules or if they're giving bad information. Um, it's not something that you just don't like, that you don't agree with, mm-hmm. uh, or that, that you don't like the person. Um, it's, it's not nearly as personal. It's, it's really, it's more about, you know, was this helpful? Did it break the rules? Should other people find value in this? And, and is it valuable to the site? So it's not, it's not as personal as, it, uh, as a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. So um, as of recently, uh, Dreaming Code enables guests to post on Dreamy Code. Uh, tell us more about the possibilities for guests to post uh, questions, answers without actually like signing up. Sure. So um, I, I think it's been a great thing so far. Uh, I decided to do it because I think for a, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they Google something and the answer that they found maybe isn't quite right. And they just want to ask a question really quick. Um, they don't want to sign up and give over their email address and have to enter in a new password and deal with the possibility of spam and, and that sort of stuff. So uh, what I wanted to do was to open that up to guests. And, and I think what's happened is um, we've actually gotten more quality posters out of it because the people that, that maybe wouldn't have signed up in the past uh, are now at least stopping by and maybe adding a reply to an old topic with some really good information or asking a really good question that, uh, that they, they didn't quite find the answer for. So, so far it's been really good. Uh, we haven't had a lot of spam and I mm-hmm. think people are treating it properly. Um, and it's something that we'll, we'll continue to keep, uh, as long as it's, uh, it's not abused. And even if it is abused, I think we'll, we'll figure ways to, to deal with that. All right. And, um, to finish it up, I'm just going to, uh, ask you to uh, maybe give a short address to Dreaming Code members, maybe some advice or some notice, I don't know. Yeah, so, um, you know, like I, like we talked about earlier, you know, Dreaming Code's really a community, and uh, it's not just a place to come and ask questions um, or even to answer questions. There's a lot more to it, and if you, if you get outside of those programming help forums, I think you're going to find a lot of really neat and interesting people from all around the world. And, uh, and it's great to jump into some of those conversations in the corner cubicle or the student campus or even the caffeine lounge. And, 
you know, or, or to go into the blog section and read somebody's blog and leave a comment. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of information at Dreaming Code, but there's also a lot of really great people. And, uh, you know, everybody enjoys talking and, and having a good time and having fun. And, and that's what I want people to do is uh, to really enjoy the experience and, to, you know, to, to go explore new areas of the site and meet new people and make new friends and, and, uh, and get involved in the conversation, you know, be involved in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right. Uh, it was a great podcast, Chris. Uh, thank you for participating, and I really appreciate your time. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Cor. I appreciate you you're getting this together and everything. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to lots of future podcasts with you. All It'll right, be, uh, should be fun. It sure will. So, all right, guys, we're gonna see you in the next episode of a Dreaming Code podcast.